Bienvenidos from Barcelona. Uh, the music you just heard is from where I ate lunch yesterday, this lovely outdoor restaurant uh, called Casa Delphine in Elborne, uh, right in the Gothic Quarter. Uh, ate lovely chorizo and potatoes, and I can't recommend it enough. Uh, before I begin, I'm just going to start and say uh, this podcast won't sound like your favorite professionally recorded podcast. I'm doing it on my phone from my loud hotel room and uh, doing it without a script. I have bullet points, but there's going to be a lot of uhs, ahs, um, and I can't also predict when I'm going to publish these. Uh, I hope to do it every day, but there's going to be some days that combine into two or two days into one, or maybe I'll do multiples in a day. It just depends on when I'm feeling the inspiration and I feel like I have enough to talk about. Um, also trying to keep all of them under 10 or 15 minutes. Uh, basically, this is a audio travelogue for for an audience, but also for an audience of myself, parents, friends, and anyone who's just interested. Um, so I'm Webb, and uh, this is my European travelogue. I'm going to be in Europe for the next 10 days. I'm currently in Barcelona for another day and off to Lyon tomorrow. Um, travel plans, always TBD. More on that later. So, first exposure to Barcelona, 1992, Summer Olympics, Dream Team, Michael Jordan. Now, it's a lot different. Uh, it feels far less modern, and uh, I really dig it. I think that uh, Barcelona is a lot different than I thought it would be. It is not necessarily gothic, but it feels... Like it's got its own style. It's very lived in, which almost every European city would say that. But uh, I'm going to just get into what we, uh, we being I, got into yesterday uh, first, and then I'll do today, and then uh, a few other things, and then we'll, we'll wrap it up. So uh, yesterday, a lot of walking, 16,000 steps, crushing it. Uh, first thing, once I got in, uh, after my six-and-a-half-hour flight, super easy to get in. Um, Airport was clean, fast, easy. Look at passport, get on. Uh, it was shocking compared to America, where if you got their customs, it's a two-hour nightmare. And this was a 15-minute dream. Got a cab, got to the hotel, all super seamless. Room was ready. Gosh, it's amazing. Everything is cooking. Uh, and immediately went, grabbed lunch, and then went to the Picasso Museum, which is a few blocks from my hotel. Um Museum was incredible, as most Picasso-centric destinations would be. Um, this one covered a lot of his drawings from early in his career, including and self-portraits, um, a lot of photography of Picasso as well. Um, in terms of the paintings, the exhibits were based on uh, the Blue Period, and then um, lots of work from the fifties. Not many Cubist works, not any of the uh, name paintings that many of us have come to love and know, such as Le Rev, which is at Steve Cohen's now, it used to be Steve Wynn's, um, but also um, there was an eclectic range of style, almost exclusively Picasso's work with his name as the museum, but uh, it was really good to 
walk around. It's 12 euros. It's hard to find a better value. Um, and one thing I did notice in the store was they had Picasso's War, which is a new book. Uh, probably my favorite book I've read this year. A uh, book about the creation of the MoMA in New York City. And it just covers a lot of... Well, it covers two things. One, it's the birth of modern art as we know it today and how no one liked it. No one wanted it. There was a guy named John Quinn, a lawyer in New York City, who was basically the only purchaser of these works. And then there were a few uh, gallerists in Paris who tried to sell Picasso's work for decades to no avail. Same with Van Gogh, different different gallerists. But uh, it just shows that uh, it takes a lot of time to build movements and for something to become famous, especially with artwork. And I mean, at one point, someone could, I think it was for $30,000, could have purchased the entire Cubist uh, set of all of Picasso's work. It's pretty unbelievable. Um, another thing that it says is, I mean, these guys, Picasso specifically, they were making a lot of art. Um, we traditionally like to think that everyone has these masterpieces in mind and they paint them and then they're done. And we see them, uh, you know, 100 years later or 50 years later, hanging in the MoMA or the Met. And uh, to Picasso, that was probably just Wednesday through Friday. He, he painted thousands of pieces, drew thousands of pieces. And I think that uh, we take things a little too preciously today. But with someone as brilliant as him, um, it's pretty fascinating to see the evolution of doing self-portraits that look very contemporary from 1899 and then the evolution into fully abstract, but yet like captivating. It's, it's pretty awesome. Okay. Moving on. Um, next, I, uh, for dinner, I went to Quimet, E. Quimet, uh, a pretty famous meat, uh, tapless place. It was actually recommended by my friends Red and Helen, but also uh, Tony Bourdain came here in an episode of, I think it was No Reservations. Um, incredible cheese, incredible meat plates. Uh, I had an unbelievable prawn with red pepper and caviar. Uh, first time having caviar, so pretty sweet. Um, and then a few glasses of three euro Catalonian red wine. Um, where did we go wrong? Three euros for a glass of wine is hard to beat. And it was actually, it was, it was drinkable. It was good. Um, standing room only. Uh, can't recommend it enough. It's one of those places that opens at six. It's open throughout the day, closes for two hours. And then at 6 PM reopens standing room only. You stand at the bar and, uh, you're allowed to stay for an hour and then you leave. It's tough to beat. And, um, yeah, no reservations, so check it out. Um, after that, I had one final glass of wine and then came to the hotel uh, and crashed. Got to beat that jet lag. This morning, I went to uh, Mercat de Boquiera, which is essentially the meat and cheese market and fish. It, um, it's about a 20-minute walk from the hotel. You know, got to get those steps in. Uh, chorizo and cheese cone was the highlight. Basically, you know, those cones of paper that we put French fries in in America sometimes. Well, they did this with 
chorizo and cheese and uh unbelievable and it was like two euros can't beat that um from there went to sagrita familia um they're never going to finish this thing it's been they laid the first stone in 1882 first four bell towers were finished in 1930 and uh god he was dead in 26 so we're almost 100 years from his death and they're still building um it did not feel it's a tourist destination obviously it's one of the most famous buildings in the world but it didn't feel overwhelmingly crowded um it's beautiful you have to remind yourself you're in a church so no hats um no like headphones or actually headphones are necessary because you can get the tour with uh through your iphone in english but um it's pretty unbelievable you know they have a great museum in the basement where it shows not that he didn't just architect the cathedral, but also designed the furniture, the liturgy, and didn't really make architectural plans. Most everything was done through scale plaster models, and they're continuing to use those today. Um, since the beginning of the uh, construction of of the church, it's um, they've gone through nine architects. So um, that it's just it's pretty unreal. Um, in terms of tonight, I think I'm going to go hit up the hotel pool in a bit. They have a happy hour. See how, how weird that is. Um, and then go to Bar Brutal, which a few people have also recommended. Uh, if you have any recommendations, just send me a DM at web bar, um, Twitter or Instagram, uh, W E B B A R R. And, uh, then hopefully an early bedtime. I, uh, was supposed to take the train tomorrow to Leon. Got a wonderful email from Eurail that they're on strike tomorrow in in Spain. So I will be flying to Leon, and hopefully it's a drama-free, wonderful travel dream of an experience. But I'm excited to get to the gastronomical uh, capital of Europe. And um, more on that tomorrow or, or Friday. Uh, from there, I'll go to Paris. But uh, really pumped about it. Um, Uploading photos to Instagram stories. Wi-Fi is great. One thing, travel tip, um, international uh, cell service, $10 additional to your plan from AT&T is the greatest change of the last like five years of travel. Like I went to Brazil eight years ago for World Cup and you have to get a new SIM card and all this other stuff. Uh, AT&T, huge props despite like dropping the ball on a lot of other things this was uh this is game changing it just feels like i'm on my phone in the states so if you're traveling anytime soon just call uh i think it's 611 and get that set up so that you don't have to pay insane uh phone bills but um that's all i've got uh if you're in florida stay safe uh if you have any recommendations for leon or paris shoot me uh, a note and uh yeah I'll let you go. Take care. Bye.